This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight on Huckabee, uncovering the truth, co-host Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Lyon. Actress Jennifer O'Neill on her new film, Reagan. He's no dummy, Terry Fader. And the British rock band, The Zombies. What a great audience we've got here. Thank you for joining us. Now, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy authorized the release of 40,000 hours of surveillance video from hundreds of cameras all over the nation's capital that was taken on January the 6th of 2021. The tapes were initially shared with producers from the Tucker Carlson show on Fox News, who after a few weeks of sifting through what was many hours of just empty hallways and facilities, well, they put together a very revealing compilation of previously unseen footage. Now, to say the reaction was explosive is an understatement. Predictably, Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Democrat California Congressman Camera Hogg and all-around professional liar Adam Schiff <laughs> predicted that simply viewing the actual events from that day would somehow mark the end of civilization as we know it. How anyone takes these people seriously is beyond me. Now, a few Republicans did what they usually do, and they cozied up to the Democrat narrative that the January 6th riot was worse than Pearl Harbor, 9-11, or the Civil War. I'm, of course, talking about Mitt Romney, Mitch McConnell, and Tom Tillis, mostly. <laughs> And then the utterly discredited and soundly defeated Liz Cheney and the Nancy Pelosi-approved former Republican Adam Kinziger, they also tore their garments to protest that anyone other than the kangaroo court jesters sitting on the politically charged January 6th panel, why, they shouldn't be able to see themselves the full story. But having watched a little bit of it, here's some things we learned. There were some really bad things done on January 6th of 2021. I've said it from the day it happened. Those who broke through police barricades, broke windows or doors, assaulted a police officer, whether it was physical or verbal, or who vandalized facilities should be criminally charged. I mean, that's wrong. There's no excuse for such action. I don't care how angry or frustrated one may be with the system. But we also learned that what America saw from the congressional clown car pretending to be hearings were a tightly produced and falsified record that included the addition of audio sounds of a crowd that didn't exist on the original tapes since there was no audio recorded. That was added in. We learned that the tapes were manipulated by the Adam Schiff, Liz Cheney, Nancy Pelosi Club to pretend that Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri was the only senator hauling his backside out of the Senate chamber, when in fact the full video revealed that the Capitol Police were leading a whole host of senators out of the chamber in mass, and that Hawley was simply the last one to leave, not the first, and was following the instructions of the security forces. We learned that Officer Brian Sicknick, who the committee continued to claim was murdered by rioters, in fact was walking about the Capitol quite some time after the January 6th committee claimed that he had been killed. Turns out that according to the medical examiner, he didn't die that day at all. He died from a stroke the day after. And after a very thorough examination by the medical examiner, it was determined that his stroke was not the result of any injuries from January 6th, and that despite repeated media lies, 
He was not struck in the head by a fire extinguisher. We also learned that the mysterious Ray Epps, who is seen urging people to go into the Capitol and giving instructions to a number of people about breaching the Capitol, we found out he lied to the January 6th committee. He claimed that he had gone back to his hotel shortly after texting a relative that he had orchestrated the assault on the Capitol. He was, in fact, caught on video, still very much at the Capitol, long after he claimed that he had left to go back to his hotel. Now, we still don't know if he was there on his own or was, in fact, a government informer. But unlike many others who have all but rotted in a D.C. jail since the riot, he was never so much as charged with a misdemeanor, despite his clear urging for others to enter the Capitol. There is much yet to uncover about that day, but here's a few things we know for sure. Number one, the media repeatedly lied when it said five police officers were killed by rioters that day. No police officer was killed at the Capitol. None. There were four deaths at the Capitol that day. All of them were Trump supporters. Two died of heart attacks, one from an accidental overdose, and an unarmed Air Force veteran by the name of Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by a Capitol police officer who was never even reprimanded for the shooting. Number two, the January 6th committee didn't show video of the event as they happened. They hired a former ABC producer to create videos that were very carefully and very selectively edited and in which sound effects were added for dramatic effect. Look, this was never an investigation. It was a slick TV show. Number three, there were absolutely bad actors that day who did criminal things and should be held accountable. But hundreds, thousands of others were charged with various crimes who didn't even go inside the building. People like Brandon Strzok, who has been on our show several times. And for most, the charges were ultimately dropped or maybe reduced to misdemeanors but not before ruining many of the lives of those people. Number four, Nancy Pelosi was repeatedly urged to put extra security in place that day, but for some reason she didn't. She has never been asked under oath why not. Instead of the press demanding that the 40,000 hours of video be released, the mainstream media joined the chorus of corrupt Democrats urging that it be covered up. Look, when the press wants to turn the lights off, Instead of turning the lights on, they are the enemy of the people. Truth won't hurt us. Truth never hurts us. But lies will hurt us. Let the truth out and let the chips fall. But if you keep the truth hidden, it is the nation that falls. Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan host the incredibly popular Uncovering the Truth radio show and podcast every week. You can listen to it online and on WABC Radio in New York. They believe it's time to stand up to the woke left lunacy and that thankfully the tide may be turning towards sanity. Please welcome to the show America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are here. Very timely, because this release of the uh, video, the press has gone nuts, and so have many of the Democrats in Congress. They don't want anyone to see it. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of the truth. Yeah. They're afraid of, I mean, as they have been, this is like the fourth or fifth reiteration of it, isn't it, isn't it Mike? Uh, the first one was Russian collusion. Yeah. Big lie. They all lied. Trump was telling the truth. Then it was quid pro quo. No quid pro quo. Biden is the one who paid the bribe, <laughs> not, not, not him. Uh, the election we can talk about some other time. Uh, hiding the hard drive, concealing the hard drive. So why, why wouldn't they be lying about this too? They're lying about everything. They will do anything to destroy him yes. because he is the only one yes. that they are sure will destroy them. 
Maria, when we look at these videos, one of the things we see is that we haven't been told the truth. Mm. There's been a lot of things that have been kept from us. And I'm not saying that everything happened that day was good because it wasn't. And I've been very clear about that. Some people did things that were just plain wrong. Mm. But there are people who are rotting in jail and they're going to be there for years over this. Unconstitutionally, we did not have all the tapes that Tucker Carlson did, but we I produced several podcasts with Rudy, and we showed the death of Roseanne Boyland. Now, I know the medical examiner said she died of an overdose, but we have video of her being beaten by mm. a police officer. And the two peaceful protesters, you know, they had a permit to be in front of the Capitol. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. They had a permit, they were peaceful, and police were throwing... Um, what are those smoke smoke bombs down there? And these two gentlemen, unfortunately, had a heart attack. And then all of us have seen the murder of Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And nobody is going to be held accountable. But the minute Pelosi hired an ABC producer, I said, this is propaganda in the country that I love. I cannot believe what is happening. Every day we're lied to. And that's what Rudy and I, we try to uncover the truth. That's the name of our show. Well, there's a lot of, a, a, a lot of truth to uncover. You had Hunter Biden's laptop and the hard drive from that. But you got it several months after the FBI. They did nothing with it. I mean, is someone ever going to answer for why the FBI set on that they information? They had it a, ye- a year before. And I was presenting evidence to them during that period. And then they had the hard drive. I didn't know they had it. Like, I went to them with a woman in Ukraine who claimed to work for the company that employed the Bidens and had the offshore bank account numbers for the additional 8 or $10 million she said the Bidens got. She wanted witness protection. Hmm. Now, I used to be in that business. You were the prosecutor yeah, in New York. Bar, yeah. Barr sent me to the U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh. My lawyer, Bob Costello, and I gave the information to them. She was under threat of death. They never contacted her. Never contacted Never ever interviewed her. Now, she, she could have been lying. Yeah. She could have been telling the truth. I, I've never heard of that. Somebody tells me I've got offshore bank accounts. Uh-huh. There is one $800,000 warranted transaction that goes directly to Joe Biden. But this one, claim, this one has cl- claims to have proof of much, much more. And she did work for Burisma. She was a high-level employee. And all that checked out. She could be lying. She could not be lying. But she didn't want anything until they, until she proved. And they, they, she disappeared. I mean, some of that stuff is just hard to believe. And it discredits, really, the role of the federal government. And I want to get into some of that when we return, uh, because we're going to do another segment. We're certainly not done. There's a whole lot more to discuss. And uh, we're glad that uh, Maria and Mayor Giuliani are going to stick around. We will be right back. Stay with us. Later, ventriloquist Terry Fader performs. Then get ready to rock with the legendary zombie. All tonight on Huckabee. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This April, exclusively in theaters, TBN is debuting The Journey, a music special from Andrea Bocelli. You're going to follow the world's greatest tenor on a horseback pilgrimage along the Italian countryside. You're also going to be treated to world-class performances and great conversations with premier voices like Michael W. Smith, Taryn Wells, Tori Kelly, and more. It's a wonderful film that presents the best of music, faith, love, 
and God's beautiful creation. It'll be in theaters April 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 6th. For more information, go to thejourney.movie and get your tickets because they're selling pretty fast. Well, welcome back. We are talking with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan. Uh, Rudy, one of the things that I find most disturbing about this footage that's been released, it shows that an enormous amount of footage, particularly of the so-called QAnon shaman, the guy that dressed up with the horns and, you know, kind of became the face of, of the day, uh, he was led around by Capitol Police officers pretty much all day. It never shows that he did anything violent. I mean, maybe he shouldn't have been there, but he got a four-year prison sentence. Now, here's the kicker. He never, his attorneys never were given that evidence for his defense. You were a longtime, very successful federal prosecutor. If you had withheld evidence from someone you were taking to trial and you refused to share that evidence, which would be beneficial, refused to share it with the defense, what would have happened to that case and to you? Well, uh, evidence of that dimension? Yeah. Case would have been dismissed and I would have been uh, sanctioned. I yeah. would have been sanctioned uh, by the court uh, for having uh, ba basically lied to them. I'm under an obligation as a lawyer under Brady, the, case, the Brady case, to turn over any exculpatory evidence as a prosecutor. And it's not my decision. If it can be exculpatory, because the defense lawyer should decide. If I have a doubt, I'm supposed to give it to the judge. How can you charge somebody essentially with trespass and the guy held the door open to go into, into, into the house. And well, well I remember it. when we first yeah. saw it, yeah. first saw it, and we saw the police laughing mm. while he was giving his, he was praying. Yeah. He prayed for them. He was, say, he was, yeah. he was saying for prayer. And then even in that smoky thing, he was doing some kind of a, a indigenous prayer. And they were laughing at him. There was nothing serious about this. He did, and you look at it, nothing was broken, nobody was hurt. Whoever else did damage, fine. But yeah. Charge them, right. And then they said they couldn't arrest them because they, they were outnumbered. Every time we see them, it's only him and them. One yeah. time there were nine cops and him. Yeah. And he, a New York City Police Department would have had him in the police <laughs> car in about two seconds. Yeah. Boom, down, <laughs> out. Yeah. Will there be some accountability, though? There has to be. I mean, th this there is really frightening. What we hear from the listeners is they don't know what's happened to our country. It's yeah. upside down. They don't trust the FBI. They don't trust the federal government. And it's a terrible feeling. I felt it myself. I always had trust that there was more good than corruption and evil. But now it seems the opposite. But I do feel like there's going to be hope and I feel like it will be the young people, all of a sudden with this revival of religion, because we've seen this Marxist communist elk throughout what the Democrat party is doing, trying to take away God, trying to dismantle the family unit, and it's been working. This whole thing with indoctrinating children to be transsexual in grade school, it's just such a perversion. But we've seen revival after revival on college campuses, praising God, trying to bring back that family unit. So I have hope that we are gonna be saved as a nation because we are a beacon of freedom for the rest of the world. They come here, right? to come into this country. And we've got to be able to maintain that. You know, Mayor, you've been under relentless attack. Only Donald Trump has probably been targeted more than you have. Uh, there have been rumors that, you know, there's going to be an attempt to indict you. Now, you were with the president on January the 6th at the Ellipse, but he was very explicit in telling the people to peacefully protest. He never incited them to go and tear something down. I got the tape we did, Maria and I, about six o'clock at night that John Sullivan had made of uh, the Ashley Babbitt murder. Yeah. And if that's not a setup, there's no such thing as a setup. Mm. I showed it to two homicide detectives, New York City homicide detectives. They said that's a uh, murder first degree investigation. Mm. There's no, no single justification. The key 
to using deadly force for a police officer is to be in fear of death. Yeah. She had no weapon. She was five foot two. She was surrounded by six cops. If she jumped over, she'd have fallen. You could have handcuffed her. A 10-year-old could have handcuffed her. Hmm. There was no reason to take her life. She was not a threat to him in any way. So that becomes now a serious investigation. And what did they do? They won't even put out the records, nor will they identify any of the Antifa people that are there. Yeah. So uh, I think this, from the very, very beginning, I saw this as a, uh, a manipulation. I think in the, in the fullness of time, history is going to tell a very different story about this. Well, I hope it's sooner rather than mm. later, for all of our sakes and for our country's sake. And yes. Maria, I just want to finish out with this. I so appreciate you recognizing the spiritual revival happening yeah. on some of our college campuses. I really think the yeah. ultimate answer is going to be she spiritual. And then we start following it. It almost yeah. started spontaneously. Right. Different camp. Yeah. Asbury, Kentucky. And also pr pray yeah, for those people that you mentioned that yeah. have been kept in jail. Yeah. It's almost like the Japanese internment, what they're doing to those people. Whether they, whether they committed a crime, I have a feeling some committed some kind of a crime, like Tresmith. Yeah. Some, some that committed no crime. You can see people just walking in, not knowing what's going on. But to keep them in jail, mm. yeah. it's like what you do in the, in, in, uh, in the gulag. Yeah. Well, we've got to get the, 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 the truth of it. Now, for our audience, I know you're going to check out Uncovering the Truth, and you can find links to do that, as always, at Huckabee.tv. Also, you can find links to follow Rudy and Dr. Ryan on social media. Right now, Keith Bilbrey is going to uncover some truth about what we have coming up on the show. Well, up next, actress Jennifer O'Neill talks about her new film, Reagan and Dennis Kucinich joins us all ahead on Huckabee. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Go to MikeHuckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter. And follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. Jennifer O'Neill is the star of the classic film Summer of 42. She's an acclaimed actress, spokesmodel, author, pro-life activist, and she's also created something very special called Hope and Healing at Hill and Glade. It's an equestrian program for veterans with PTSD. And I know that you're going to love this. She's part of the cast of a new film about Ronald Reagan, simply called Reagan. It is an honor to welcome back Jennifer O'Neill. Thank you for coming. I think it is very cool that you're in this movie because you knew the Reagans and went to the White House many times to visit with them. Well, I did. I had that pleasure, but uh, what a man. What a president. Oh, if we need one now. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. And, and I think the fact that you were personally acquainted with the Reagans and then you were asked to play the role of his mother uh, in uh -huh. the film. She was a great lady. She was a teacher. She had, was full of faith and she uh, really inspired her son in that area. I think we have a clip that shows you as Nell Reagan. Let's take a look okay. at it. Just remember to listen to that small, soft voice, the one that you can't hear. Unless you're alone and quiet, and he has your full attention. I'm really anxious to see this film. Now, it, it was in production, and then COVID hit, and it had to kind of be on hiatus, yes. I guess. It, it will come out soon. They're doing so much technical and the aging, I think, this year or next year. Uh, I just did a, a documentary about John Wayne, who was my first oh. in my first movie, or I was in a movie with him for mm. my first movie. 
And we were laughing about Reagan, and I didn't know that John Wayne knew him well, but had a lot to do with his becoming governor. You know, you've done some things that most people may not realize unless they saw when you were here before. And I'm so grateful for the sacrifice you're making mm. to invest your life in first responders, veterans, um, people coming back from combat, but anybody who's been through stress and doing it through a program that you have that involves horses. Equine therapy. God was in a good mood when he made a <laughs> horse. I think today, especially, anything that, that has the uh, agenda of hope and of making a difference in these incredible heroes' lives, they sacrifice so much for us, and they're in entire family does, and the horses have a unique uh, way of healing these, these people who have been through stress, and we are also open to the public, because since COVID, everybody's lined up for this kind of therapy. I've heard veterans who have been through your program, and they've said it was the first time that they were able to relate to their own anxieties and their their hurts, their wounds, not the wounds that we could see, yes. but the wounds that were so deep inside that nobody Inside, and the horse knows it intuitively. A horse mm -hmm. is different than a dog who wag their tail pretty much unless they've been abused, but a horse is like a mirror. Mm -hmm. And so we work on relationship, on communication, on trust, on respect, all those aspects that sometimes get so damaged deep inside of us. Uh, especially with what these guys go through and women go through. What a beautiful thing you're doing. We and are I, losing, excuse me, yeah. we are losing over 40, 40 warriors a day uh, to suicide. So we that, do have to step up. That is not acceptable, but what you're doing is a godsend to these so uh, wonderful men and women. Now, if you'll visit Huckabee.tv, we will connect you to Jennifer O'Neill and to her Hill and Glade Hope and Healing. And of course, also how you can see the Reagan movie when it comes out, because I want to see it. And I'm sure you do too. Right now, Keith Bilbrey, probably, I would say, Keith, we need something really big to follow this. So let's see what you got up your sleeve. Well, next, Mike talks with the Battle of Peace with Dennis Kucinich. And later, Terry Fader brings laughs with a twist on Huckabee. Welcome back. Boy, one of the things that I love doing this show is uh, the phenomenal music that we get from Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. Would you give them a big hand? We love them. They are the best. Dennis Kucinich was a mayor of Cleveland, Ohio, an eight-term member of Congress, and a two-time presidential candidate for the Democrat nomination in 2004 and 2008. According to a recent op-ed, he may also be the last Democrat for peace. In the wake of a bombshell report that accuses the Biden administration of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, Congress has been absolutely silent. Dennis Kucinich has not been silent. Watch. We will not rest until you are held accountable by Congress, by the International Criminal Court, and by the American people at the next election. Please welcome to the show my friend Dennis Kucinich. Great having you here. You know, one of the reasons I'm glad you're here is because I can prove to people that I really do have Democrat friends. Talk about <laughs> of course. But I do. And you and I probably, if we sat down and took 20 issues, we're on opposite sides on a whole bunch of them. But there's something I admire about you. You have the guts to say what you really think. And you don't just say, oh, what does the party want me to say today? The talking points that seem to come down end up people saying the exact same words. And I know that's not accidental. And you're one of those folks that you really say what you think. I, I think it was uh, Emerson said that above all to thine own self be true. And, and I think people, people want to know what you really think, not what someone else told you. This Nordstrom, uh, not Nordstrom, uh, that sounds like the pri uh, press secretary at the White House calling it Nordstrom, Nordstream Pipeline. 
when that blew up, it was like, oh, no, we don't know what happened. Now the evidence seems to point that it was the U.S. that actually did that. That's scandalous. Well, it's important for people to recognize that, uh, that this report was written by a famed investigative journalist, uh, Seymour Hersh. And he didn't win the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. He won it for investigative reporting. And uh, what he did was in great detail about how the uh, bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline was planned way before the Russian invasion. This was in the works. The Russian invasion was a pretext, but this was all about a market heist. There, there were natural gas interests who wanted to take the market away from Russia. It's ridiculous for the people running the White House right now who went out, including the president, who on February uh, 7th, 2021, said, uh, you know, if Russia invades, there's not going to be a Nord Stream pipeline, essentially, and we know how to do it. Uh, he kind of confessed in advance. I, I think that uh, Congress has to investigate, and, uh, and the, if not, the International Criminal Court's going to have to look at this. Why would they have done that? Why would there be a reason that the U.S. would do that? Because we're hurting, as you say, our allies. Uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, whatever. Just be honest with people. Yeah. And, don't, and, and the American people have a right to know if their government in their name is committing acts of war, because this was an act of war. Right. You can't blow up a pipeline that provides electricity that, that serves 26 million homes. Yeah. Think of this, we, they did it at, at the beginning of, uh, just before winter. I mean, how can you do something like that? So yes, I spoke out and I'll continue to do that. Do you get ostracized by people in your own party? Uh, you have to put country above party. We should. We absolutely should. You have been calling for an American revival. Now, that sounds like something a Republican would say. So what do you mean when you call for an American revival? A, a revival is the spirit of the, of the country. Okay. There is something that binds us as, as citizens of a common nation. And too much of our politics has been looking for ways to divide people and separate them from uh, the deeper values which make us Americans. And so part of it is, is spiritual. You know, one of the mistakes that I think the Democratic Party has made over the years is to, uh, is to try to separate uh, spiritual matters from governance. Because uh, the fact of the matter is, our, our- I agree. I think our audience does. You know, our, our Constitution, yes, it does call for separation of church and state. But it was never meant to separate America from spiritual values. Right. And what are those values? Truth, yeah. freedom, liberty. I mean, these are all things that, that bind us as Americans. And, you know, we're, we're forgetting that spiritual basis of nationhood. Our founders were keenly aware of that. And, and that's one of the reasons why I think we're drifting as a nation. We need to recover that. And so a revival uh, of the economy, steel, automotive, aerospace, shipping, we gave that up with China trade and some of these yeah. other bad trade deals. We need to make things again, buy American. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's the, on the economic side. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to have a revival of education so every child in this country can look forward to getting a college education so they can contribute to make America grow intellectually. I, I really worry about this country getting so distracted by wars, yeah. which is where we are right now, right. Governor, that we're going to destroy what, what it's taken hundreds of years to build. You have to come back because I thoroughly enjoy having conversations with you. And it's a great reminder that Republicans and Democrats can be uh, different on a lot of issues, but still come back to the center, which is loving this country, loving our Constitution, and wanting to honor and, and respect it. And promise me that you will come back and Love be to. a guest again. Love to, Love to have you again. For our audience, I want you to head over to Huckabee.tv. We have links to follow Dennis Kucinich on social media. You can also check out the Kucinich Report on Substack. Right now, Keith is going to tell our audience what we've got, all got lined up for the rest of the show, and it's good. Well, ventriloquist and funny man Terry Fader is up next, and later, the 1960s British rock band, The Zombies, perform.
Huckabee.tv and get your very own Made in the USA Huckabee mugs, t-shirts, and more. And welcome back. I got to tell you, Terry Fader is one of my favorite guests. He burst onto the scene as winner of America's Got Talent. He's now one of the biggest stars in Las Vegas. Time and again, he is named the number one entertainer in all of Las Vegas. Right now, he's currently touring the U.S. and performing regularly in his show called Who's the Dummy Now? He is at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino in Vegas. Would you please give a great big welcome back to the show, Terry Fader. Hello. Man, am I glad to be here. But the problem is I'm a ventriloquist and the airline lost my luggage. So what does a ventriloquist do? when their puppet does not arrive. Well, I think we need to turn the governor into a dummy. What do you think? Is, would that be good? Would you like that? Would you, would you do that for us? All right, now what we're gonna do, governor, you're gonna go right over here. Where's my wife, Angie? Angie, get out here. Yeah, it's okay if you're on camera. She did their makeup and everything, so. Okay, so you get over there and get him ready. Now, I, while they're getting ready, I'm gonna tell you what it's like to be a ventriloquist if you don't have a puppet. Now, a lot of times when I go through TSA, I will have my luggage and I'll put it right through. Now, I only do this if there's nobody behind me because you don't want people getting all angry with you. But as soon as my luggage starts to go through, I'll go, let me out of here. <laughs> Someone let me out of here. Now, there was one time I did this and I, I'm not kidding you. I, what happened was the lady that was actually looking, she turned ashen because she also <laughs> saw in the x-ray machine a head. <laughs> She calls everybody over and they're like, oh, they open it up and see it's a puppet and they realize I was a ventriloquist. But another thing I like to do, are, oh, they're almost ready, okay. So, <laughs> so another thing I like to do is if I, if I have a new sound person, I'm doing something like a show like this and they say, we're gonna do a sound check and I walk out and I say, all right. And so I take the mic and I go, one, one. hello, hello. Would you turn off that echo? echo. And they're like, there's no echo. That's, a, that's the kind of thing a ventriloquist can do without a puppet. But now, of course, the governor is ready. So Angie, can you bring him out here? There, give it up for Governor Huckabee here. Now, Governor, you look very sexy. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what is it? I'm dressed like Elvis. Oh, Elvis. Yes, okay. Well, I'm very excited to do this. Now, let me ask you, Governor, uh, do you, are you really known for doing an amazing Elvis impersonation? Yes, I am. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. What we're gonna do is, so, oh, well, I guess I should ask you this. Are you, would you like to do your Elvis impression for everyone? I would love to. All right. <laughs> this is just gonna be great. So, uh, so how, how good are you at uh, performing like Elvis? Well, I was second uh, to Austin Butler for the Elvis movie. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So you almost got the movie. I certainly did. Okay. So is, it, so is there anything else? Well, let me ask you this. What do you think about what's, uh, what's going on in Washington? I think we need a little less conversation, a little more action, please. I think so, too. I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, so do you think, I mean, do, you know, politics and everything, uh, how do you feel about it? It's got me all shook up. Uh, well, <laughs> that makes sense. I have to sleep with a teddy bear. Uh, okay, well, uh, of course, these are all Elvis songs. We love that. I need someone to love me tender. <laughs> well, I understand that. So, so now, um, so now, uh, Governor, uh, so you actually, now, now your voice doesn't sound like Elvis. Yes, it does. No, no, it doesn't. So, uh, can you give us a little thank you, thank you very much? Thank you, thank you. No, 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 not like that. We want you to do it. Can you do it like Elvis? Yes. Okay, do it. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's good. That's really good. That actually sounded a lot like Elvis. Now, um, so, so uh, Governor, I know everybody is waiting with bated breath. Are you ready to sing for us? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm so excited I can hardly stand it. Okay, well, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. So are you ready? What are we going to do? I thought we would do the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Oh, that sounds good. Are you ready for this? Battle. 
Lord. Get the key here. What is the key here? Lord. Is that right? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I could have done that. Well, sorry. I just have to get it right. I'm, okay, here we go. Ready? Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Am I done? Not yet, not yet. We're gonna, we have to do the big ending. Oh, there's a big ending? Yes, there is. So here we go. Ready? Here's True is <laughs> Are you ready to do the, the last high note? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> So I appreciate you doing that, Governor. And I want to say that the gentleman who actually made that mask is in the audience, Steve Axtell, one of the greatest puppet makers on the planet, right there. And Steve, I just want you to know it's an honor to work with you. We've got a big surprise that we're going to be showing sometime in 2023 that you made the puppet. 19 puppets this man made for me. Thank you so much, everybody. Love you, Governor. Love you, Governor. Oh, you are amazing. Hey, it is always fun to have Terry Fader here because I never know what he's going to do with me. <laughs> if you want to follow Terry Fader online and get tickets to his current shows, I'm telling you, it's worth the trip to Vegas just to go see him. Just go, watch him, go home, watch as many of his shows as you can. It's absolutely amazing. If you want to know how to do it, go to Huckabee.tv. We have links to help you find out how to get to Terry's show in Vegas or one of his shows anywhere in the country. Now notice, Terry's lips never move as Keith tells us what's next. Has anybody told the zombies they gotta follow this act? So stay right where you are. The zombies perform after the break. Don't go away. next week for Tennessee Congressman Mark Green and a salute to St. Patty's Day with Chef Judith McLaughlin. Well, if you recognize that tune, there's a good reason. That's one of the uh, big hits of the zombies. One of the greatest bands of the British Invasion had timeless hits. You know, She's Not There, Time of the Season, and the classic album Odyssey and Oracle, considered one of the top 100 albums of all time. And they're still making terrific music. Now, they've got a brand new album out called Different Game. It debuts at the end of March. I want you to give a big welcome to the Zombies with founding members Rod Argent and Colin Blundstone. It is a really big deal that I get to talk to you guys because I've been listening to you for a long time, and I'm ecstatic to have you here in the show. And, uh, you know, Rod, let me begin with you. You guys started this band in the early 60s. You're still making music. 1961 was when we started. <laughs> you know, that's a legacy. That is truly a legacy. We met outside 
a pub for the first time because we were too young to go inside. <laughs> and we walked down the road to uh, a youth club and my cousin, who was later in the Kinks and um, in, in Argent with me, uh, hold your head up, yep. that, all that business, um, he loaned us the, the, his gear because he was in a band already, he was four years older than me, uh, and, and we thought we sounded pretty good. And he later confided in us that... He's, he thought, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> he was so wrong. <laughs> he was so wrong. So you and Colin were two of the original members of the band. Yes. Um, one of the things that I think is pretty cool, Colin, you guys got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. Now that, I don't care who you are, that's a big deal, isn't it? It's incredible. Uh, you know, I, did, I never thought it would happen to us. I really didn't. Even up to the point where we were... We were nominated, I think, four times before mm. we were inducted. And you think when you keep being nominated, which I think is a, a fantastic honour anyway, but we kept being nominated and we didn't quite make it. And then finally, as you said, in 2019, at the Barclay Centre in Brooklyn, in front of 17,000 people, we were inducted. It was a magical evening, absolutely magical. Well, it was deserved. And I think anybody who has grown up in the rock and roll era of the 60s and 70s certainly would say, well, of course you guys are going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's what I find amazing. You're still making, not just recapturing the hits that we all love, you're still making brand new music, which I think is incredible. We're lucky enough to be able to go out there and do what otherwise I would get up in the morning and pay to do. And, and I've, I've man managed to, you know, earn a, a great living all my life. You know, so blessed to have that opportunity. And we still get the biggest kick in the world out of uh, writing new material, uh, um, playing it to guys for the first time and getting a reaction from it. It's, it's so energizing. Do you know, it's the most rejuvenating thing you can imagine. I can totally believe that that's true. In fact, uh... You know, we're going to rejuvenate this entire audience. We're going to have you guys do one of the songs from your brand new album Great. that will rock this house, and they're going to love it. And then on a digital version later, one of your great hits, people can go to our website and find that. So, Keith, while the band is getting set up, I want you to tell the viewers how they can hear more of the absolutely phenomenal music of the Zombies. For dates and tickets to the Zombies' current tour, their social media sites, and all their music, including autographed copies of the new album, Different Game, visit Huckabee.tv. You can also watch an exclusive live performance of She's Not There. Now, performing merry-go-round from their brand new album, here are the Zombies! Once there was wasteland with everything that you tried. 
Jesus.